Off the ball. The last battle in the Ronaldo-Messi war mm. was that World Cup and uh, Ronaldo lost it and then, then he ended up at like an Al Nasser. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The News Round on Off the Ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now you're welcome along. Tuesday evenings off the ball coming at you. So Colin Boyle and Darna Sullivan are talking GA this evening. They're not overly excited by the fare on offer, it must be said. The lads are on the way, though, after nine o'clock to solve all of uh, GA's ills. We have a slight tangent between eight and nine. And then, well, Penny for Rory McIlroy's thoughts, amongst others. The least likely coming together since Raj and Johnny. Live Golf and the PGA Tour and DP World Tour have joined forces. They are merging. They are very excited about this new partnership. They think it's great for the game of golf and uh, just ignore what was going on over the last three, four years. 53106 is the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Michael McCarthy is here in studio. Hello, Michael. Hey, Joe. And Richie McCormick with us as well. Richie, hello. How are you, lads? You well? Very well. So, I mean, the most amazing aspect are surrounding this whole uh, merger is that nobody knew anything about this from players to reporters I don't know when the last time something of this scale was kept so quiet for so long Uh, for instance uh, Alan Shipnook who tends to break 90% of golfing stories I see yesterday morning Alan's been writing a book about live golf uh, for the past 18 months writing a book this was the book that Phil Mickelson yeah, you know part of this book was uh, I mean Mickelson obviously was in uh, a biography of Mickelson but you know that was all part of the live stuff as well so he's been yeah. working on this for a very long time yesterday morning he handed over the transcript unbelievable he said publishers that's me done we've uh, we've got the live story wrapped up for you there here you go uh, so that's <laughs> not, just one of the casualties not here. since the guy who wrote the story which I'm paraphrasing the title of but it was something along the line of the unlikely rise of Liz Truss which I, <laughs> I believe was released on the day she was uh, she resigned as Prime Minister has somebody been so unlucky with a publishing schedule I mean there are Red faces everywhere here Jay Monaghan is the new uh, CEO of this venture Richie will give us details in moment. Paid $15 million a year by the way, Jay. It's a living. He's a the living. Uh, commissioner of the PGA Tour. So, uh, what did he get for brokering this deal? Well, I don't know if he'll survive this, actually. I think he could be the fall I'd guy say. amongst the players. They are not I think he'll be okay, happy. financially at least anyway. No, he'll be okay financially, but I'm not yeah. sure uh, his stock amongst the players, I'm not sure how uh, much patience they'll have. For instance, I dare say Roy McIlroy right now. Uh, Penny for his thoughts. But last year, Jay did that dodgy thing which you shouldn't do when there's a possibility of something like this happening which is uh, he saw that high horse and he climbed up on it so uh, last year he decided to bring in the uh, victims of 9-11 to the situation and he said I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones my heart goes out to them and I'd ask any player that has left the PGA Tour for live or that would ever consider leaving have you ever had to apologise for being a member of the PGA Tour? <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, now that I think about it, at it's the time I was probably shaking my fist along with him. But uh, when you think about it now, like how kind of crass is that in a way? Like you know, um, 
you called this. I remember we were talking about this on the show, and you were like, "They will look. This this will end up in a merger between these two. These uh, between Live and PGA. The only thing is, even in the most cynical way of looking at it, we were talking about in five years' time. We weren't talking about you know six months later. It's absolutely unbelievable. And what I just can't get my head around. You're saying that Monaghan might fall because the players might not put up with it and need a fall guy. The players seem like they've been hoodwinked. Like to an unbelievable amount here betrayed 100%. I would say Colin Mark Howe has fu- like, tweeted said that he found out about this on Twitter they, all they did. didn't know this was happening no right? they all did yeah. they all did somebody, somebody pointed out like a, a case of like you'd know more about this Joe than me uh, Will Zalatoris who's won 15 million like like that's not nothing obviously he's won 15 million on the PGA Tour he was offered 130 million to join Live, and he said nah you're alright I'm going to stick with where I am and now it's all come back around whereby they're all one happy family and under the one tree. And you had people <clears throat> like McElroy. And again, it's not even a financial aspect whereby he would have turned down hundreds of millions to join this venture and publicly went to bat uh, on a moral crusade, it seems, to keep them at bay only for the people he was defending to absolutely cave. And like, let's be honest, it's not a merger, it's a buyout. It's it's a takeover. Like live live have their fingers in everywhere here, and their their money is is fueling this whole venture between the three bodies, and all those players, all those individuals who went to bat for the PGA Tour, have been sold down the Swanee by them. It's like it, you, they did, and and found out at the last minute. The only people who knew in advance, seemingly, were the people at CNBC who had the pre-recorded interview with Monaghan and uh, his Saudi pal there. And it's just well, I do, it's a grim yeah. situation. I do wonder on Rory when he first knew because uh, suddenly <coughs> his refusal to take any questions on live in advance of the PGA looks more in keeping with this information as opposed to I just don't want to talk about live ever again. And he would, looked so uh, low mm. around that time. I had put that down to a certain burnout that he, you know, he, he fought the good fight and it's taken a lot of him. And we <laughs> said at the time, now that they've won, there's almost a degree of you know, kind of whew, like a, suddenly all the adrenaline goes. Yeah. But now I think what was happening was he had heard the writing on the wall. Yeah. What the writing on the wall was, and actually it was. Uh, this is almost embarrassing. So when I've been out there for the last eighteen months talking nonstop about this issue, you guys were setting this up. How long has the have, have the wheels been in motion here? He must be wondering all of that. And uh, to give you a sense of why I think Jay Monahan's in trouble, Wesley Bryan. Just he's a rank and file PGA Tour member. He's obviously not as powerful as Rory McIlroy and others. But for instance, this is the mood. Jay Monaghan's going to meet with the players today at nine o'clock Irish time at the Canadian Open. So he said, I love finding all this out on Twitter. This is amazing. You all should be ashamed and have a lot of questions to answer. I feel betrayed. I won't be able to trust anyone within the corporate structure of the PGA Tour for a very long time. So I would think that is the general mood right now. Another quiet Tuesday at a tournament on the PGA Tour. Suddenly the Canadian you Open know, it's like, is big. It's like the week before the US Open. Like This is all just in these players' heads and you do feel like the live players are probably just like out of whatever oh. tournament that may or may not be on this week that nobody will watch and just thinking <laughs> well, what a win. To your point, Richie, I mean, Tiger Woods turned down three quarters of a billion. Like and and again, not like, that I'm worried it, about the Tiger too much. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Sure I'm, one, one, I'm I'm not in the least bit worried about financial, uh, you know, compensation for Tiger Woods, but like the the money that's been thrown around here, you factor in what the Saudi PIF did yesterday with the four quote unquote biggest clubs in their own country, which is essentially a a a, a, a state buyout 
uh, to give them the leverage to buy people like Karim Benzema, to give them offers of 100 million for N'Golo Kante uh, today as well. But this is only heading one way. Like we're going to have a Champions League final in Saudi Arabia within the next five years. We're going to have a World Cup there um, definitely within the next uh, 12 years to 15 years as well. Um, It's all heading towards the money and there's no stopping it. And there's no, no there's, there's no complaining about it. I know there's a statement there from 9/11 families um, saying that everybody involved in this and the PGA Tour side of things should be ashamed, and that they're appalled by all of this. They they can be, and it's really dispiriting to say think that well, like there's nothing you can do about it because this is all heading towards the way of the money. They're going to buy into a league at some stage in terms of football, whether that's La Liga, um, that would look like the most likely. Premier League is probably right for the picking as well at some stage once um, rights deals come back around. It's just really dispiriting, to be honest. No mention of Greg Norman, incidentally. He's not yeah. all over this in a big way, so yeah. I don't know where that situation stands. Farewell to the fabled European Tour, by the way. Imagine how big a news it would be that the PGA Tour and the European Tour were merging 20 years ago. Yeah just lost the shuffle today yeah true we should uh, kick on because there is other news Lawrence Donegan is going to join us this hour Lawrence very well connected in the world of golf he will explain all there is still scant-ish detail on how all of this plays out we don't know will the tours just run parallel to each other as they are we don't know will players easily hop from one tour to the other and will they have well this is your week and then next week is our week and they run very much in tandem and you get to see the best players playing together on both tours I don't know how it all plays out and Lawrence might have a better steer the news round as ever is brought to you with Gillette get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition is available now so Lawrence on the way half past seven it's your top story uh, Richie so give us just the, the headline detail certainly yeah, peace broken out in the world of golf today with the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour and Live Golf merging. The merger brings to a close all legal proceedings that involved all three tours. The PGA Tour will hold a majority on the new entity's board, but investment will come exclusively, at least initially, from Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. It was also said today the players on the Live Golf Tour will be afforded an amicable way back to uh, PGA Tour membership and uh, DP World Tour membership should they wish to pursue it. It's believed, though, that PGA Tour players weren't informed of the merger until it was made public this afternoon having previously asked regarding Liv if a player ever had to apologise for being part of the PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monaghan is now delighted with his new business partners Well, Listen, a lot of people have been reading about the tension um, and that we've talked a lot um, and I said previously that we were going down our path, they were going down theirs and today that tension goes away The litigation has dropped. We're announcing to the world that on behalf of this game, we're coming together. And it's it's less about how people respond today, and it's all about how people respond in 10 years. And when they see the impact that we're having on this game together, there'll be a lot of smiles on people's faces, and there'll be a lot more people playing this game all over the world. And if you're a young player that wants to get to the highest level of the game today, you'll be more inspired than you've ever been before. Just the endless jargon from these empty scenes. Inspired by what? Money. Yeah. You know, like, what, what, like, yeah. People are people going to start playing golf on the roads? Are people going to start playing golf in school suddenly out of nowhere, inspired by the giant merger of the three biggest tours that are sloshing money around? Like the growing the game thing is, especially with golf, mm. is just a complete nonsense and a complete non-starter. 
funny. Um, so Phil Mickelson, really the big player who led the live exodus. He the just, winner. He, yes. He, I mean, like, <laughs> Phil has bagged 200 million. <laughs> he's finished second at the Masters and now he's back on the PGA Tour I mean there's no it's no wonder he tweeted awesome news <laughs> uh, but even just over like just to give you a sense of relations over the last couple of days he noted Rory McIlroy's press conference where Rory was talking about you know it would be nice to have an off season a bit tired and Phil tweeted as worn out as Rory was after the Masters and his need for an off season Liv would be perfect for him the problem is I don't think there's a team that wants him on it because they'd have to deal with all his BS oh my god <laughs> so, now it's like we're thinking Rory and Phil in the photos together yeah you know, and I, I don't know I mean I would think McElroy's disgusted with the whole thing I'd yeah, say he just feels I, I, so I, naive and a touch foolish like whatever about uh, now not being important and how we view it in 10 years being important I'm looking forward to hearing from Rory McElroy in 10 years yeah. by the way nor should he feel foolish no absolutely not like I, like I mean in all fairness I mean he stood up to the bad guy and the bad guy won it happens a lot but unfortunately the way it's written is the Phil Mickelsons of the world will be writing the history here you know yeah I know I, I like Penny for those players' thoughts who turned down 60, 70, 100 million. And now here they are in the same spot. Uh, there is so other they news. They can go sleep tonight though, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Again, <coughs> inflation's not really killing them. They're not, they're not kind of, the grocery shop isn't uh, so bad over there. <laughs> so they're okay. Yeah. Ange Postacoglu gets the nod. He is the new manager at Tottenham. Joe, the Australian, signed a four-year contract to become the permanent successor to Antonio Conte. Postacoglu led Celtic to back-to-back Scottish premierships and leaves having completed the treble at the weekend. Celtic say the process of finding his successor, Parkhead, is already underway. Really interesting appointment. We were due to speak to Tom English at half past seven about this and then the live news broke and we just thought we might uh, swap it out and swap in another Scotsman in Lawrence. So we'll talk to Tom. Who's also angry about <laughs> Yeah, I mean, both have a lot to say about Ange Postacoglu. So uh, we'll talk to Tom English tomorrow about what he thinks uh, Ange will do at Spurs. Obviously an extraordinary job at Celtic. Arrived when they were at a low ebb. There was acrimony at board level. Rangers had just won the league. Uh, there are many parallels with uh, Spurs. The football, not good. And he won of the six available trophies to him, five? Yeah, he won five of them. And Messi. Like, I mean, yeah. He did transform. Like, I mean, it, we'll probably talk about it later, but it's easy to it's easy to win things at Celtic compared to most clubs. But he did transform them from the mess that they were left in yeah. in the year that Gerrard uh, won the title with Rangers. So, like, a positive story for Spurs. But the bigger question for Spurs, I think, has to be, like, what... Is is it a manager that's going to solve things there? Because like who have they had in in the last few years? Mourinho was a failure. Conte was a failure. They're more proven managers than Ange. You know what I mean? Like do we call him Ange. No, no. Remember, like we kind of do because Postacoglu is not easy to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue. He just managed it there, Mick. Uh, yeah, I, I do know. I do know what it is. I'm just saying that's why we tend to say Ange, Richie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but like I mean, remember Nuno was the manager. Like he did a great job at Wolves. Everyone thought he was a great manager, and he was there for like three or four months. So like Tottenham is Tottenham, you know. Yeah, it's that quicksand. It'll suck you down. Uh, some texts in. Rory must be livid, says Pat. Owen says, imagine how the players that chose to stay and support the non-designated events must feel now. I think McElroy knew about this merger for weeks. His attitude change in recent press conferences would certainly back this up. Maybe his poor play has been a guilty conscience to some. Well, I don't think he's anything to feel guilty about. Maybe his poor play was feeling uh, frustrated by the whole... It does seem like that, like, first of all, just the world being the way it is, if this was widely known, it would have got out. There's no way this would have been such a big surprise today if anyone knew. So if Rory did know, he was, I would say, the only one. 
And maybe that's right, considering he was literally mm. the spokesperson for the PGA Tour during the well, last year or so. I, I don't know to what extent it's true or not. There's a businessman, um, Paul Kimmage, uh, interviewed me, please. Uh, Jimmy Dunn's his name. Yeah. Uh, he's done very well. Actually, interestingly, like lost his business partner in 9-11 in a big way. Um, there's there's some talk that maybe he's been to the fore of brokering this. That, that Amanda so- Stavely's the one as well. Okay, she's 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 been big time in t- in terms of getting everybody to the table right. and well, trying to broker some kind of outcome for this. Yeah, Jimmy Dunn is by all accounts very very close with McElroy. They play uh, numerous pro ams together. They're pretty tight. So I maybe he had an inkling. Now I don't know the Jimmy Dunn thing. I have to uh, sub- is subject to confirmation. To be honest, as to whether Rory knew or not, I don't know. How something like this stays quiet is beyond me. Like golf is one of the leakiest sports there is because it's still that very cosy world whereby reporters freely, not all reporters, but the the beat reporters who are at events all the time, they freely walk the driving range mm. and they stop for like they're friendly. Like it's, yeah. a, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Might depend on your perspective on journalism, but they are very friendly. They'll know all the players pretty well. They'll stop. They'll chat. And so anything that's going on ends up being linked. Yeah. And, uh, linked and it's retail as well. Like, I mean, the people, you know, they want to, yeah. you know, give this information to certain journalists and so on. I, so I think it's pretty I obvious don't think many people didn't know. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I, I, like, there is a chance Rory didn't. There is. You know, in which case, like, you know, if he's if he's been given the heads up for weeks and he's gone kind of like into himself and not responding mm. to it fine like I mean we probably won't see any kind of an outburst but if he did find out this morning with Colin Marikawa when he opened Twitter yeah. in Florida and Wesley Bryan who wasn't happy you know and Wes yeah. as he likes to be known uh, then you know we anything could happen in the next 24 hours Rory could quit the PGA Tour did you ever think of that Joe? what join Liv join <laughs> the zero dollar signing on bonus play, play the west of Ireland next year Again, we don't know any of the specifics here. Lawrence will be along. Uh, to what extent the Live Tour and the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour just continue with their schedules as or as as they are currently are, or to what extent? I imagine there's a lot of contracts in there as well for tournaments and for sponsors yeah. and everything else as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you would imagine they will have to play as three separate tours. Yes, but then will Phil Mickelson be allowed to say, Do "You know, what, I'm going to play five of your PGA Tour events, and that's fine." Yeah, I don't know if that's allowed. And certainly, the other big dilemma is that. Um, world ranking points will now apply to Live Golf. That's the big fight that they were fighting. Yeah. I would remind you that their first tournament at Centurion Golf Club was like this month last year. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? People have said, oh, there might be a merger down the line. I don't think a year ago as this thing started, anyone was predicting that we'd be here a year later. It turns out money, Mick, very important. Conquers all. Even money that comes from nowhere. Yeah. We'll um, talk French Open Tomorrow, uh, by the way, on the show. So we're headed, we hope, towards um, what would be a high wattage semi final in the men's. Yeah, it looks that way. Novak Djokovic threw to the semi-finals at the French Open. The men's third seed came from a set down to beat Karen Kachanov in four sets this evening. Djokovic will play the winner of tonight's meeting of top seed Carlos Alcaraz and the fifth seed Stefanos Tsitsipas. The drama before and after dominated Irina Sabalenka's quarterfinal win over Elena Svitolina. Sabalenka beat the Ukrainians 6-4, 6-4, as is Svitolina's personal policy. She refused pre- and post-match handshakes with the Belarusian. Svitolina was then booed by the crowd on Philippe Chatrier after refusing Sabalenka's hand at the end of the match, she says the number two seed should not have been surprised by her actions. I don't know, to be fair, what she was waiting because my statements were clear enough about the handshake. 
and uh, secondly, you know, it's quite expected. I was expecting that, you know, whoever in this situation loses, I guess, gets booze. So I was expecting that, and uh, it's not. It was not a surprise for me. Now, Sabalenka did take part in a press conference, having shied away from media duties since being questioned about her prior support of Belarus President Alexander Lukashenko. She offered no comment when asked about the war last week, but had this response today. And I said it many times already, I'm not supporting war. I don't want my country to be involved in any conflict. I said it many times, and you, have, you, you know where I stand. You know, you have my position, you have my answer. I answered many times. I'm not supporting the war. You say you don't support war, um, but do you still support Alexander Lukashenko? Uh, like, it's a tough question. I mean, I don't, don't support war, meaning I don't support Lukashenko right now. Now, uh, Sabalenko will play Karolina Mukova in the semi-finals. The Czech beat Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova in straights today to reach just her second ever Grand Slam semi-final. Think about this, Mick. I mean, we like sports people to be role models when we like their opinions and then we harangue them when we don't like their opinions. Are they entitled to just say, leave me alone? But it does seem like the haranguing continues. I mean, who cares what some sports person in their 20s thinks about yeah. War. Like, why, why are we looking to them for any kind of guidance? Because there's probably not many more Russian representatives on the world stage at the moment. But yeah, I completely agree with you. At the same time, I do think the kind of hanging around for a handshake he isn't going to come is a bit performative. And sure. I think like, but in two separate, in, in, there are two separate uh, instances, I suppose. And if you like listen to her press conference there, you think we are at the point of harangue at this stage. Like she's not, she hasn't done anything, you know, like mm. she's a... A, a young person playing tennis who isn't anything to do with her country's uh, military decisions. A Richie uh, story involving Manchester United's Anthony. Mm. He's been accused of domestic violence by his ex-girlfriend. Gabriella Cavallin filed a report with police in Sao Paulo yesterday. She alleges four separate incidents took place between July of 2022 and then last month. One of those came when Miss Cavallin was 17 weeks pregnant. Another earlier this year resulted in her allegedly being attended to by Manchester United medical staff. Yeah, not too much we can say about that, obviously, at this point. Um, meanwhile, in the world of snooker... Liang Wenbo and Li Hang have received lifetime bans from snooker, having been found guilty of match-fixing offences. Eight other Chinese players have received a combined total of nearly 27 years' worth of bans for similar wrongdoing. Among them are the 2021 Masters champion Yan Bing Tao, who's received a five-year suspension. And just before we go, Rich, I do want to get to that London Irish story. People will be interested. Yeah. FAI Cup draw made as well. Uh, yeah, the FA Cup draw made today and 2020 winners Dundalk are going to play the 2019 winner Shamrock Rovers at Oriel Park in the first round of the men's FAI Cup. Bohemians will play Shelburne at Daly Mount and there's another all-premiership tie involving Drogheda United and Sligo Rovers. Holders Derry City will entertain first division side Athlone Town. There'll be a Munster derby for Kerry FC's first outing in the Cup as they entertain Corkside Ringmahan Rangers. There's another Munster derby between Treaty United and Cork City while St. Pat's will make the trip to Longford Town. Last year's beaten 
Sweden finalists Athlone have been drawn at home to Galway United in the Women's FAI Cup. It's one of three all top flight ties with leaders Piment going away to Treaty United and the 2021 winners Wexford Youths go to Deal or Waves. Shamrock Rovers will host Colester Donny Carney while junior club Cabin Teeley will entertain Bohemians. Sligo Rovers will host Bonaghy United and Cork City go to Terranier Rangers. Holders Shelburne get a bye into the second round. All ties will be played at the week ending of August 27th and as you mentioned there Joe, London Irish mm. and the past few minutes the RFU has confirmed that London Irish has been suspended from the English leagues over there. It's after they failed to get a takeover by a US-led consortium over the line by 4pm this afternoon. They also wanted assurances, the RFU that is, that the funds were in place from current owner Mick Crossan to ensure that the club could compete in the Premiership next season. They still owe £250,000 in unpaid wages from last month and allied to that, a hardship fund has been set up to help players involved in London Irish Worcester and Wasps. Uh, the HMRC have also issued a winding up petition against London Irish. So a pretty sad day for all involved uh, there as the crisis in English rugby continues. Crisis is the word. So grim. So grim. you got like London Irish Worcester Wasps, like, you know, basically gone. So what, what's English rugby going to be? It's just like a few clubs with massive benefactors keeping it going it's just an all community gone from the game like it feels like we're heading that way you know which is I was watching the premiership final and it was like a packed Twickenham on a on a really sunny day with jerseys from all over all different clubs and it felt like such a class occasion it was just completely at odds with what's actually going on behind the scenes Richie thank you very much nice and lads Michael thank you cheers